we're just three years in our football program, but I want to tell you ahead of time, we're scheduling tough teams as we do in basketball, baseball, wrestling, because we plan, it's our plan to have our athletic program comparable to USC, to Notre Dame, to Alabama, to anybody in time. Pod episode 5. Today we'll discuss Liberty's dominating win over the Louisiana Monroe Warhawks. We'll talk about special teams and the huge effect they had on the game. And we'll also talk about the upcoming Syracuse game and how big this is going to be for the Flames football team. Sparkpot starts now. This is Sparkpot. So this weekend, the Liberty Flames took on the Warhawks from Louisiana Monroe. Cade, you and I were both there at the game. It was my first in-person game. It was a rainy game, but I loved it. Had a lot of fun. The rain actually made me more like amped for the game. I don't know. What yeah, would... honestly, like having been at the other games, and maybe it's just because people are used to it now um, with the limited attendance and fans, but I honestly felt like the environment was more energetic than the other games I had been to. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. There's quite a bit of action, especially with special teams, but we'll get into that in a little bit. What were your overall impressions from the game? I think it was probably our most complete game. Uh, offense maybe had a few issues, but it wasn't a problem, obviously, looking at the score, 40-7. to seven. And just huge how defense played, because this was supposed to be the best passing attack our team had seen all year, but then our secondary just completely shut them down. Defensive line got a lot of pressure, so very impressed with the win. Yeah, it was a it was a fun game to watch, especially, I mean, I'm pretty sure, this is just my own observation, but I'm pretty sure Louisiana, Louisiana Monroe didn't even get a first down in the first half. Like, it was that much of a dominating. They might have gotten one, I don't really remember, but it was very, very limited. Their offense was not going anywhere. The defense played very well, and um, the offense played well in the first half. The second half, the special teams really shown. The uh, the Liberty special teams scored 26 points. The Liberty offense scored 14 points, and the entire Louisiana Monroe team scored seven points. So, great game for the Flames this weekend. Mm-hmm. Definitely huge, especially defense. Really put special teams in the position to succeed where they did just backing up Louisiana Monroe in their end zone the two times we scored on the punts or punt blocks so definitely was all three phases of the game contributing yeah in the first half people kept saying the defense was going to get to a punt here sooner or later they were getting so close and I was worried they were going to run into the kicker but they finally got him some points there in the in the second half yeah definitely just looking at the stats from the game uh, Louisiana Monroe was only one for 16 on third downs, and then we're two for five on fourth downs. 
had a total of 10 first downs throughout the game and then a total of 198 yards. So our defense really shut them down. And and then our offense wasn't great on third down, was 8 for 17, and then 1 for 2 on fourth down, but then had 400 total yards. And so really was able to move the ball. I thought Liberty did a great job of controlling field position as far as defense really keeping uh, the opponent on their side of the field and then, again, allowing special teams to back them up in the end zone which led to the two punts recovered in the end zone for touchdowns. So, I mean, that's just huge. And then I thought Willis looked a little rusty, but still pretty, like, passing a little rusty, having not played last week. But then his legs were great. Really saved us a couple times when we just weren't open downfield. So, I don't know, just a very impressive win. Yeah, um, I was going to ask you what you thought about Malik Willis, so... Um, yeah, I thought kind of the same thing. He did, his legs were very big, played a very big part, but still missing some receivers, but that could be from the injury, from just kind of getting back in the rhythm and everything. And there was also quite a few passes that hit the receivers in the hand, so it wasn't just on the quarterback there. But I thought we might see Chris Ferguson play a little bit more. Really didn't see him. Saw him maybe one drive. Did Jonathan Bennett get in at the end too? No, I didn't see Bennett get in. Um... It was interesting, too. I thought, I mean, the ULM's backup quarterback looked pretty good, and maybe he should have played more. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, so. that actually brings up a good and interesting point, too. In all but one of the games so far this year, Liberty's played a backup quarterback, and uh, Western Kentucky was the only game where we didn't play a backup quarterback. The other games, whether it's been the team wasn't playing well or the starting quarterback got hurt, the Flames have played against the backup QB at some point during the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, a testament, I think, to our defense, or maybe just the whole team getting ahead. I guess there were some injuries against North Alabama that made them play their backup quarterback. But, yeah, definitely a, kind of an interesting and weird statistic. Yeah. The defense, or the, yeah, the defense did really well, not only stopping ULM, but also forcing some penalties. At some point in the second quarter, I saw a stat where ULM had uh, almost 10 more penalty yards than they did offensive yards, which is also pretty insane, just the stout defense. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, we were hoping for a shutout. I thought we were going to get it, and then they think, did we turn it over? No, it's their backup quarterback. They scored at the very end of the fourth quarter. I mean, obviously, like, our starters weren't in, their starters yeah. weren't in, so didn't affect the game, but definitely would have been nice to get a shutout. And speaking of penalties, Liberty, I mean, not great, but way better than the past games with only seven penalties for 50 yards. Yeah, other than that, there wasn't a whole lot else that happened in the game. Liberty really just dominated on all all aspects. So now we're going to move on to the news section. Uh, last week... The coaches poll came out, and Liberty had one vote, and that was a pretty big deal. But this week, Liberty has eight votes, not just in the coaches poll, but also in the AP poll, which really matters. What What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's definitely a big deal considering Liberty's goal and Coach Freeze's goal of developing the Flames into a top group of five program and definitely taking it one step at a time, one game at a time. But even Coach Freeze said we're ahead of schedule uh, coming into year two. Yeah, it's a huge credit to coach freeze and really kind of going along with Dr. Falwell's vision of getting up there and being with those teams of 
Alabama and USC and everybody else. So hockey tickets are on sale for the NC State game on October 23rd. The scrimmage game, I believe, sold out. Had some friends go to that. They had a really good time. And the Lady Flames hockey team beat the Washington Pride 7-0 on October 11th. But Washington didn't take too much pride in that. And Cade had to hear that joke like five times, so I feel bad for you. (laughs) And also, shout out to the triathlon team, the triathletes. They swept podium at a collegiate race in Greensboro. First through fourth, I believe, is what I read. So that's really cool for them. Now, Cade wants to share some things about Coach McKay or Coach McBuckets. Yeah, definitely. As we're looking forward to basketball season this year, thought I'd just go over some history, get us excited. And so Liberty Basketball has had a total of eight different coaches, and that also included in that is nine 21 seasons, and Richie McKay accounts for five of those on his own, which is very impressive and yeah. has the most out of any coach and also has the most Division One wins out of any coach in Liberty's history and the highest winning percentage of any coach in Liberty's history. So definitely excited. And he's only had one losing season, and that was at the start of his second stint here at Liberty after he came back from being an assistant at Virginia. And then that was still an improvement over the previous year. So Richie McKay won 13 games, but the year before that, the team only won eight. So Richie McKay has just always improved upon his product at Liberty. Um, Incredibly impressive in our last year in the Big South, uh, Coach McKay led us to the championship game where we sadly lost on a buzzer beater three, but then in our first two seasons in the A-Sun have gone undefeated in that tournament, won the conference two years consecutively, and then um, set win records at Liberty in 29 games and then 30 games. So Coach McKay has just been phenomenal, has really taken the Liberty basketball program to a national prominence, at least among mid-majors, and so definitely excited. Also, Coach McKay... Uh, got the only win of a Liberty team in the NCAA tournament. We made the tournament before, but we had never won. Yeah. So we won a game. And so it's just incredible, excited to see where we go in the future, especially with the facilities that we're developing here with the new arena opening for this season. It's going to be incredible, way nicer amenities than the Vines, and just incredible, incredible things happening on the mountain. Yeah, that's awesome. We love Coach McKay. He's done great things for this school, for this program. Um, Also, looking forward to basketball season. Still waiting on a lot of the non-conference to come together. We know the conference schedule, and we know that the Flames will be partaking in the Cancun Challenge, but we're still waiting for some more of those fill-in games to see who, if we'll have any bigger-name teams or if we'll find other mid-majors to play. Yeah, the only one we know of is Missouri. So that's one that's that still would, happening. Well, as far as I know, because it was scheduled after November twenty fifth, I believe. But okay, I mean it could change, but until we're told it's changed, I'm assuming it's still happening, which is big for us. And so it's definitely exciting. Also, just with the new arena, the so the video boards running parallel to the basketball benches, those are actually three to four times. It's a rough estimate from what I've read and the math I've done, uh, bigger than the screens in vine center so it's going to be awesome also the video board i believe will be a little closer to us just because the arena seats less people a little smaller and then the screens that are facing the baskets those are the same size as vines 
And so that's going to be awesome, really enhance the game day experience. From pictures that I've seen, the arena looks way bigger than just the what you might expect from a 4,000-seat arena. So it's going to be awesome to really fill that up every game. And then it also just feels huge. It's 125,000 square feet, which, to put that in perspective, is the same square footage as TCU's arena, which is wow. about, I think, an 8,000-seat arena. So it definitely has like a big college feel, major level basketball feel, but then is just right size, perfect for where we're at right now. Yeah, I'm honestly excited for even just some of the smaller things like the Liberty Flames, just uh, the wording on top of the screens. That looks really cool. And hopefully there'll be some cool lights on the bottom. I know my high school arena, just they built a new arena and their lights um, for projected the school mascot on the floor so oh, yeah well, speaking of that we have the court projection mapping oh is they put that really in the cool. arena so the from what i have read online i'm pretty active on some liberty sports dis, uh, forums and different things is that right now the video team is working on some really cool 4k stuff to project onto the floor which is going to be awesome i don't know i mean i think unlv is the only other mid-major that I know of that has that. So that's just huge. Yeah, that's that's incredible. And we've got a great video team here too. So uh, that makes me even more excited. Just yeah. all these things coming together. Definitely going to be the nicest arena in the A-Sun. For sure. All right, now it's time for some shout-outs. Yeah, so first up we got Caleb Holmesley. So he was selected as um, an honoree for the NBA Combine this year, one of 24 selected, which is pretty awesome. And so looking to be the current, I guess the only flame to play in the NBA right now. I know um, we have one player in the D-League right now, but other than that, he if he were to make it onto a roster, he'd be the only flame in the NBA right now. Yeah, he's a heck of an athlete. I want to give a shout-out to Alex Barbier, he still missed a PAT this game, but he was on it. He hit two field goals, and on his kickoffs, uh, he was getting downfield. There was one he, I don't know if he tackled the player, but he definitely hit the hit the returner. He got downfield and delivered a hit, and he was walking off the field. He just looks so much more confident this weekend, so love to see that. Great job, Alex. Way to go. Yeah, and then we got Demario Douglas, who returned a punt 75 yards for a touchdown was just another part of the dominant special teams play. Just very impressive on Saturday. Yeah. Trayon Sibley, he he got the touchdown on the first muffed punt when ULM, the punter, dropped it in the end zone. He fumbled it, and Sibley jumped on it. And then the second one, he jumped in front of it and blocked it, and another flame jumped on it in the end zone. So he had a great game on special teams. Shout out to him. Yeah, and then we have defense and special teams to shout out to both units where defense really backed up the opposing team into their own territory and then put special teams in the position to block punts. And then obviously special teams returning the punt on their own to score, putting up a lot of points. Special teams putting up more points than ULM's offense. Yeah, the defense also had a lot of interceptions, even though some of them got called back. I'm pretty sure they had as many catches as the ULM receivers <laughs> Also, shout out to Marcus Haskins. He had an interception. He almost had two, but the first one hit him right in the bread basket, but slipped through. So a little moist and muggy outside. So 
won't blame him too much for that one, but he got redemption later and had an interception. Now it's time for the Fan the Flames segment. So we'll fan the flames or douse the flames on some of these topics. Liberty opens as favorite against Syracuse. You fan the flames for this one? Yeah, game? I fan the flames. I picked us to win this game in the preseason predictions, and I'm feeling good about it. Not that I don't think it'll be competitive. I really think Liberty probably will only win by a touchdown or maybe a touchdown and a field goal. But I definitely... I'm excited for this game. Obviously, you would expect overall talent to be in Syracuse's favor, but momentum obviously is with Liberty and also just the culture that we have developed right now as and and just the sense of a winning program. Syracuse has never really been a winner in the uh, ACC. Dino Babbers did have one 10-win season, but other than that, it's been losing seasons. And that's not just him. It's just historically that program. And so I'm definitely excited for the game. It should be a really fun game to watch and really competitive. Yeah, I am also a fan of the Flames. I'll admit, preseason, I was not a fan of the Flames for this game. Wasn't 100% sure. At least I don't think I was. Hey, I'll have to go back and listen again and check it out. But I am fan of the Flames. Liberty is a three-and-a-half-point favorite this weekend. And says Syracuse had a 65% chance to win, but Liberty's got the favorite in the books. And there's been a few other late-breaking scenarios. Syracuse, well, first of all, Syracuse is 1-3. Their only win is against a Georgia Tech team. They lost to a pretty rough Duke squad this past weekend, so that's not good for them. But they also had a few players get injured. Their quarterback, Danny DeVito, that's, no, it's not Danny DeVito. It's, uh, shoot, it's other DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> um, their quarterback is out this weekend. And not just that, but they also lost an All-American defensive back. So that's not good at all for them. And I think that plays right into Liberty's hands. Now, again, we'll be playing another backup quarterback. And to be fair, the backup quarterbacks we played against this year have been pretty good. Tommy DeVito, not Danny. It's those similar names. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> thank you, Cade. But uh, yeah, Andre Cisco is—he's a preseason All-American for Syracuse. He's already had 11 tackles this season, and he's out for the season. So that's really unfortunate for the Syracuse Orange, but it's not so unfortunate for the Orange Flames that we'll be rolling into the Syracuse <laughs> with. So you see what I did there? I did, and <laughs> definitely excited for it. Um, it's kind of sad. Noah Frith has been injured these past couple games. One of oh, our better really? receivers. I yeah. I noticed that. And so that's definitely has hurt us, but now we're maybe playing against a little bit of a weaker offense and weaker secondary. So I think hopefully we can take advantage of that. I would think and imagine good coaching will probably be to target the backup corner who's going to be playing. And yeah. Yeah, I'll be, I'm really curious to see what the offense will do with Malik, if he'll have another great passing game or if running will be more prevalent. I believe, I mean, Syracuse is Power 5 ACC. I believe the defensive lines or our offensive line isn't going to be able to move around their defensive line as easily. And then kind of similar on the other end of the field, the Syracuse offensive line is going to be a little bit bigger and our defense might not be able to penetrate as de- as uh, easily. But we still got a great defense, and 
have a lot of confidence in um, our defensive backs and on our in our lines. So yeah, I think and that's where coaching will come into play in a great game plan because you look at uh, what we did in the Western Kentucky game where they had some great defensive ends that were probably a little bit better than our offensive tackles. And what we did was we when we ran, we ran up the middle. We had a lot of tempo. We mixed up the play calling to pass and rush so that they couldn't just tee off on Malik Willis. And so we do you do all that, you do those things as a coaching staff to negate some athletic advantages on the other team. So I'd imagine we're going in with that sort of game plan. Obviously it worked great with Western Kentucky, and we'll find out if it works on Saturday. Yeah. So will will LU be ranked if – the Flames win this weekend. Fan those Flames. I, I'm going to douse the Flames. I don't think we're going to be ranked if we win this game just because Syracuse has a losing record, even though they are Power 5. I think for us to be ranked, at the earliest it'll be after the Southern Miss game if we win that game and winning at Syracuse. But I really think that for us to be ranked, we would have to beat Virginia Tech. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'm dousing the Flames. I would really hope to end... I mean, there's so many moving parts in college football. Um, we've seen so many upsets already. I mean, this weekend, Virginia Tech already got beat. Texas, Oklahoma, they're both 2-2. Two and two. They were supposed to be really good in the Big 12. We saw Florida lose this weekend. So a lot of really good ranked Power 5 teams are already already have one or two losses on the season. So at Liberty at 4-0, and that's already a good record. If we can extend it to 5-0, and that's a really good number just to be able to stay undefeated and already have five wins at this point in the season. Yeah, and that would make us bowl eligible. Oh, so that's true. That's huge. Yeah. So I I don't think – if there's a lot of things that happen and if Liberty runs up the score, because that's another thing that really matters in college football is how much you score, um, then I think we could see possibly just barely making it in, but I think it's still going to be another week or two before the Flames are ranked. Another few weeks of wins anyways. Mm-hmm. Now, a loss would take that away, but yeah. So, final Fan the Flames segment. At the end of the football game, since I was there in person, I could hear a lot of exchanges. At one point, after the first or second Liberty touchdown, the offense was just driving down the field. The defensive coach for ULM came over and just yelled, pick up the intensity, like five times up and down the sideline. And they did. They the offense didn't really score anymore the rest of the game. But at the end of the game, this is my favorite moment. I hear one of the band members up top yell, "We would run the Sun Belt," and I thought that was hilarious. But also, there might be a little truth to it. Would we run the Sun Belt? Um, I don't. Okay, so here's what I think. Liberty, if we're in the Sun Belt, we're a top three Sun Belt team for sure. As far as running the Sun Belt, it's hard to say, especially mainly because of if we were put in to the division with Appalachian State and Georgia Southern and Coastal Carolina, like that's a tougher division. The other division is Arkansas State and Louisiana Lafayette are the best two teams, and everybody else in that division is pretty bad. So... I think if we are in that division with Arkansas State and Louisiana Lafayette, there's a chance that we're we win the Sun Belt. That being said, we lost to Louisiana Lafayette last year, thirty-five to fourteen. So it's questionable. Like 
like we are a top Sun Belt team if we're in that conference right now. Like last year or this year, top Sun Belt team. But it's hard to say if we run it. I think in the future we could get to that point. And even this year, I mean, Appalachian State doesn't look as good. Obviously, they were really good last year. So I, I, I wouldn't pick us to win it last year. But I would feel very good about us being in that conference to win. So you fan the Flames or not on that one? Okay, so like, as, if you're saying run the conference as in like go undefeated or even not undefeated but win the championship – like including last year or or okay last say year for these upcoming years upcoming yeah. is it for the future yeah for the future okay last the, year's already happened okay okay for the future i will fan the flames how about that i'll fan the flames i think you <laughs> yes. could i will fan the flames if we're in the sun belt in the future good chance that we could just win that conference i would also fan those flames i just think i mean this year already We've seen the improvement from last year, and I think Liberty's just going to continue to get better with Hugh Freeze. Now, if something happens to Hugh Freeze, he gets taken away to another school, then that would change all that. But I think with the direction this program is heading right now, I also fan the Flames. I mean, App, App State, really good still. Arkansas State, really good. Got Coastal Carolina. That would reignite that rivalry, so that yeah. that would be very interesting. And there are a lot of not like top name teams, but pretty decent. I guess I don't know. You don't really have mid majors in F in FBS, but like some of the mm-hmm. better lower teams. Yeah, I mean, I think the teams that I mean, Arkansas State, Coastal Carolina, Appalachian State, and then Louisiana Lafayette. Those are the four teams that we would it would be on par with them, compete with them, probably beat them most of the time, but also lose some. And then everybody, every other team in that conference is not as good as us. Georgia Southern, we beat them in a bowl game. So, yeah, I'd already say just looking at some of the teams, if we were in the Sun Belt, I would say a max of one loss in the Sun Belt. But yeah, I I agree. Fan the Flames, we would run the Sun Belt. Yeah, Ooh. we definitely would be a contender every year. Yeah, it would be nice though to actually have a conference. I'm down to join. That. Mm. We're going to talk about conference schedule. I promise we're not just leading you on. We are going to talk about conference realignment at some point. But mm-hmm. I would like to be in a conference because I think it's way more prestigious to be a conference champion than oh, just sure. a bowl game champion. I mean, I love bowl games. It was huge that Liberty won a bowl game last year. But I think there's 60-something teams on a normal year. We don't know COVID, but on a normal year, there's 60-something teams that compete to win a bowl game. So then you have 30-something champions, but then there's only 10 conference champions. And I really would love to be one of the 10 conference champions. Yeah, conferences are huge just for, I mean, for rivalries across all sports too, not just for football or basketball or anything, but it would also be huge for this football team. I mean, you can make your way as an independent school up to prominence. I mean, Notre Dame has been independent for years. They're with BYU the ACC this year. Yeah, good. BYU. But it's just so much more difficult to schedule those games throughout the season. So, yeah, I'd really like to see the Flames join a conference. But there's still a lot that needs to happen to make that happen. Now, moving on to this weekend, Liberty plays Syracuse at noon Eastern time. It will be on the ACC Network, which I believe it'll be on the ESPN app, so you can 
log on through your Roku TV like we have in our room or on your phone or computer or whatever and watch the game there. Score predictions. What what are you thinking this weekend? I think this game could turn into well, okay, we don't we haven't seen the backup quarterback for Syracuse, but I would imagine that their offense will still be decent. They've been able to score some points against that I guess what I say average teams had played obviously first game of the year North Carolina I think they only scored six but for the most part uh, an offense that can score and so I definitely I don't know I, w- I would think Liberty would win this in a hard fought game with a decent amount of points probably and maybe I, I could see Syracuse putting up like 24 Liberty maybe winning but like like, like 27 or I don't know, 34, something in that range. So not by a lot, maybe two scores. Okay. Yeah, looking at some of the stats now, Syracuse, they scored six in the first game, 10 in the second game, 20 in their third game, and 24 and Oh, wait, no, they scored 37 in the third game. Actually, yeah, okay. They scored 37. That's the most they scored this season. Um, It's hard to say. I don't know what Liberty's defense will do, but... I think it'll be a pretty close game, pretty hard fought. I'm going to go 24-21 Flames with the edge there. Make sure to go check out our social media, SparkPod on Instagram. And got some merch that Cade's been working hard on. Yeah, there's some merch and a few ideas maybe on some future things that we're thinking about putting out and just very excited help us grow our brand definitely rate and review the spark pod give us five stars help us with that and we're just very excited to be doing this with y'all thank you guys for listening join the spark pod a better way to hear about your favorite team